Welcome to the 18th episode of the Balanced Working Moms podcast. I'm Rena Misha, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me, who's so tired of doing it all and can use a break, you're in the right place. In this podcast, you're going to learn that getting the break you so desperately need may be possible even for you. Seriously, even for you. I am so excited for today's episode. I've been waiting to record it. Fasten your seatbelts, because today we are going to talk about the impossible. We are going to talk about going on a retreat. And I know this is a fantasy for many women, a fantasy that seems very unrealistic, because how can we go away when we can't even get our laundry done? But don't stop listening, because if you think it's impossible, Today's show may show you that it's possible because, you know, we do things a little non-traditionally at Balanced Working Moms. So no matter how hectic your life is today, I'm going to show so many different ways that it may be even possible for you to go on retreat. This is so exciting. I've been looking forward to this episode for so long. So let's get started. Hello, my sweet friend. I am so excited to be talking about retreats, and I've been waiting to do this episode to the time frame where people usually plan retreats. So this season is absolutely perfect for planning your retreat, because if you're listening in real time, it's April and people are making summer plans, they're making camp plans for their kids, vacation plans, and I want to open you up to the possibility of maybe even making a little retreat or vacation for yourself. So delicious. And here's why this is such an exciting topic for me. And it's because people ask me, they say, when was the point where you changed from being this overwhelmed mom to being much better? And if I had to pinpoint the exact time, you guessed it, it would be the first time I went on retreat. Isn't that powerful? Yes. I did it. I was tired. My kids were young and I went on a week long retreat. And that retreat just started the spiral from where I was going down to I started the spiral on going back up again. And it wasn't what you're thinking. It wasn't because I finally had a break and I could actually breathe and sleep. But that was really, really nice. (laughs) It's because it made me redefine myself. See, you aren't seeing that one coming. But when I decided to go on that first retreat, I decided this is going to be an annual thing. I'm going to do this every year. And when I left, I still remember how exhausted I was. I remember I was literally shaking from exhaustion. You know how you could be that tired where you feel shaky and a little dizzy? (laughs) That was me because I'm on no sleep. The stress hormones were making me all crazy. My mindset was in the toilet, I have to tell you. (laughs) I mean, there is no better way of saying it. But my mindset was in the toilet. And this was about five years ago. I still had healthy habits. I was walking, doing yoga, eating healthy, meditating, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't until I left my family to do something for me that Everything came together and gave me myself back. I had my life back. I had me back. 
And it was my mindset that shifted because I was just no longer someone who just sacrificed their life. I wasn't the mom who sacrificed everything. No, now I was a mom who also took time for herself. I was a mom who got to sit in quiet and do whatever I wanted for a whole week. And this shift just to my mindset, it changed everything for me. Because you know what? It showed that I was important. It was okay for me to spend time. Time was the biggest. To spend time, money, and resources on myself. Because it was the time that I felt like I didn't have, but I actually did. Another reason why it was so important for me personally was because I rediscovered who I was. Because for so many years, I was just a working mom. I worked from before the sun went up till I collapsed sometime really late at night. And it had been so many years since I connected to myself on a deep level. And the retreat helped me see myself. I was a different person. I didn't know who I was anymore because it had been so long since I had that quiet. And I got to know me and it was so delicious. It was so yummy. And I want this for you too. Because it's not just a break I want for you, though you know I want that for you too. But I also want you to see yourself differently like I did. I want you to shift your way of thinking so you realize you, my friend, are an important person who also gets time off. If you had any kind of paid job, you would have paid time off. Why as a mom don't you get the same? Well, maybe you just have to take it, right? Maybe it's just a different way of looking at it. So at this point, I think you're probably very curious to hear details about where I went and what I did. But before I share that, I want to tell you that what I did may be very different than what you do. And that's how it should be, because you and I, we're probably a little different, probably not so different. But the things that you enjoy or the resources you have may be entirely different than my life. And just know that is great. It is beautiful for you to realize what you need. And it's beautiful for me to realize what I need. So for my first retreat, I decided to go to a place called the Omega Institute. It's in Upper State, New York. And the reason I went there is because one of my relatives recommended it. She had been there and she knows me and she said, Rena, you've got to go. I also chose it because they teach classes. And oh, my friend, do I love to learn. There's nothing I'd rather do than sit and learn a topic of my choice. I was so excited to go. So I went to Omega and I took a week-long class on a topic called self-compassion And wow, that topic is good, my friend. I am so excited. I'm going to teach you about it on the next episode because those learnings are things that I teach so much now in my podcast and everything I do, and it's just a part of me. So I'm so excited to teach you about self-compassion, but that's going to be another episode. So first, the class itself was life-changing, but the place I went to, Omega, it's just beautiful. It was a former camp, actually. So it's campgrounds and there's trees and they had yoga classes and meditation classes, even dance classes where you could do self-expression. 
And in the show notes, I'll share my teachers for these classes, the dance classes, the self-compassion class, in case you want to do them as well. Looking back, I can see how much I grew. And I want to tell you that the changes didn't happen right away. I was taking more time for myself. I was talking to myself in a different way, which is what I learned in the class. But I was becoming a totally different person. I was becoming a person I loved myself and I loved my life. Isn't that beautiful? So I really want this for you because I'm hoping it's as life-changing for you as it was for me. So how can you go on retreat? I know you're thinking, I'm so happy for you, Rena. Your first retreat sounds amazing, but there's no way I can go. Let's talk about how you can possibly go on retreat because I know you're so busy and I also didn't feel like I could get away. I felt so guilty. So let's talk about how you can go. My first suggestion for you, especially if this is your first time, is to go on a very short retreat. Go for a very small amount of time. Go for such a small amount of time that it actually feels doable for you. My first retreat was weak, but that was really an ideal scenario. I chose to be away Monday through Friday since the kids were in school and it would be easier for my husband. But if you're in a situation where five days just feels like an eternity and just it's not going to happen, don't let that stop you. You could go away for just one night. And if even that feels impossible, what about a few hours? Who said a retreat has to be going away overnight? Who said? You can do this however you want because I don't know your situation. You may have very young kids. You may have no caretaker. But you could probably put your kids in a daycare situation for a few hours and see it as a retreat. You can create your own retreat experience. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Maybe for you, that would mean going to a coffee shop alone for a few hours and then going to an exercise class. I don't know. But what I'm saying is see a retreat in a different way. Don't see it as my traditional type of retreat. So let's say you can swing going away for a night. How would that look for you? Maybe you can go to a bed and breakfast. Yeah? You don't have to go to an official retreat center. You could just go to a hotel. It was so interesting. I did a Facebook Live about a retreat that I went on. Not the one I've been talking to you about, but another one. And somebody watched, and then a week later, she told me, she said, Rena, I looked at what you said, and that night, I was so upset. I was overwhelmed. I was just beyond everything. So I told my husband, you're watching the kids, and she just went, just that night, she went to a bed and breakfast, and she told me it changed everything for her. She came back. She was calm. She was happy. Everything was different, and I was so happy for her. But that's an example. You don't even need a lot of advanced planning. Just that night, she just watched my Facebook Live and boom. I couldn't believe it. I don't know that I can do what she did. That was amazing. So the next thing that I want to tell you is that you can actually do this for very little money. So the place that I went to, the Omega Institute, actually has scholarships. So people who can't afford They can make it affordable, and the Omega Institute isn't the only nonprofit retreat center. I'm sure there are many others. Of course, I'm familiar with that one because that's where I went. 
but there are so many others and there's creative ways you can do it. Like for example, at Omega, if you slept in a tent, which sounds to me not like a retreat, but I had friends who did it and they loved it. So they spent very little money because they were sleeping in their own tent at campgrounds. So you can do the same. If you love camping, go ahead, do whatever it is you like to do that's in your budget. Another way to save money is to have a retreat at a friend's house. So one year I did this and it was so much fun. What I did was I went to my friend who's moved across the country. So the only thing I had to pay for was my plane ticket to where she lived and maybe some food once I got there, some small things, but it wasn't the expense of a retreat. And what we did was when I got there, we went on a quilt retreat. So she quilts and I quilt. Of course, I hadn't done that since before the kids were born. But what we did was we went to this lodge that her friend had and all of us, I think it was five or six of us. We just spent every day and well into the night quilting. And it was such an inexpensive thing to do. And it was so beautiful. It filled me up. I hadn't seen this friend in a long time. And I loved spending time with her. I loved meeting her friends. And I came home with two quilts for my girls. So that was really exciting. So that's a total different other way to do a retreat. Very nourishing. I got my time away, but it was so different than going to a retreat center and going to a class, but it was also great. So here's something you probably never thought of when I say the word retreat, but to me, a retreat can also be staying with a family member because so many of us have family members who don't live close by. My sister actually lives very far away. And every year, it's such a beautiful thing. She comes and she visits us. She visits our parents. And for her, that's a retreat. And that's how we treat it. So we try to treat her and we go out for dinner and we do as much as we can because we know that she works really hard and this is her break. This is her break from all of her responsibilities, her busy life. And this is her retreat. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? That could be a beautiful thing. And let's say what I'm talking about, even none of that is going to work for you. You don't have money. You don't have the time. What about having somebody watch your children for an hour and going to a park and having a little picnic? Doesn't that sound yummy? The key, my friend, is to not think inside the box when it comes to a retreat. Anything that you could do to have time with yourself, to get to know yourself better, to get a break, in my mind, that is exactly perfect. And once you start, as your kids get older, maybe you can build on the retreat. Maybe the picnic that you do, you could start doing regularly. And it changes who you think you are. And that's what I'm looking for, that you are a person who deserves time for yourself, who deserves to go on retreat. So there are a lot more ideas, and I can't cover them all in this podcast, but I have a free printable for you with lots of other ideas for retreats that you could go on. So feel free to download them. They're in the show notes. I'm just going to give you a little taste of some things that I wrote in case you're not at a point where you could download them right now. So I'll give you an example. 
for me, one year, my retreat was actually virtual. So I didn't actually go any place, but I spent the money I'd be using on a retreat to get coaching. And the coaching lasted, I think it was four or five months. So it was a long time and it was yummy and it was nourishing. And every time I met with my coach, I just felt like I was on a little mini retreat. It was just how I saw it. So like I told you, this can be outside the box. It doesn't even have to be someplace where you go. It's changing how you think about yourself. Another idea is to go on a religious retreat because there's so many different religions that offer retreats for people of that religion. And that could be really nice because you can build friendships. So go ahead and download the sheet for so many more ideas. Okay, so let's talk about the timing now because that may take a little practice to get right. Because my first few retreats, I chose to go in August. And then last year I thought, that's a really bad time to go. Why do I always go in August? Last year, instead, I went in May and it was so much better because the kids were still in school. So it was easier for my husband. Just everything was easier. I also did it before the official summer vacation started. It was just so much better. So I've made note of that. And in the future, I'm going to try to go again in May and see how that goes. So for you, you're going to have to experiment. You know, you try something once and you see how it goes. This year, we've just had a lot of things go wrong in our house. <laughs> you know how that can happen where just everything hits at once. So I don't think I'm going to have money to go away for a retreat this year. So what I've decided to do, and my wonderful brother has helped me, is I'm going to design my own at-home retreat. And my brother sent me a list of yoga studios that he's been to and recommends. And I'm going to choose which studio to go to. And I'm going to make a schedule for myself. So it's going to be a very inexpensive retreat. But I'm still hoping that I feel all the things that I'm looking to feel. Where I feel recharged and I have time for myself and I still do things that I love. If I end up doing it this way, I'll have to for sure do another episode and let you know how it went. We'll see. It's all new for me. So here's how to get started. If you're inspired and you're ready to go on retreat, here's the step-by-step -step on how to do it. So to get started, I'd recommend you just do some brainstorming. Write down ideas for some different types of retreats that appeal to you. Just start thinking outside the box. The next thing, and this is really, really important, is decide how you want to feel. Because that's the key to planning the most successful retreat. Do you want to feel relaxed? Or do you want to feel invigorated? Do you want to be alone? Or do you want to be with a bestie? If you start with how you want to feel at the end of the retreat or during the retreat, you just can't go wrong, my friend. You cannot go wrong. And then the third step is to think about a budget. So how much can you spend? And knowing this will help you pick where to go and for how long. But this step was already after brainstorming and deciding how you want to feel. Because like I said, a lot of these places may have scholarships. They may have housing that's non-traditional and very cheap. So don't let this budget stop you right away. Start thinking creatively. And the next thing to do is decide on your ideal time to go. And I know it's never convenient to be away, 
but there may be some weeks or some weekends that may be a little easier than others. And of course, you should discuss this with whoever will be taking care of your kids, whether it's your spouse, your parents, a babysitter, whoever it is, talk with them and see what is best for both of you. And then finally, what I want you to do is just go ahead and book it because you're just going to not book it because you're just going to think, I can't do this, whatever, all those things will get in your mind and it will keep you from going. So it's very important that you actually book the retreat. If you think you may have to back out, many retreats may be refundable. So just notice and see what the policy is before you book it. But booking it already gives a statement to yourself. It already shows yourself, I'm doing this. I'm a valuable person. I can do this. So here are some tips that I have for you on going on retreat. These are from one mom to another. So first of all, if you're feeling a little guilty, (laughs) this is a tricky one. But what you could do is you can have your partner go first. Not just women need to go on retreats, right? Your partner could also go on retreat. I did this. So I had my husband actually go to the Omega Center first, and that removed all guilt for me. (laughs) He also went on another trip to Scotland. And trust me, especially after that trip, I was like, I could go wherever I want now because he did it first. And I purposely had him time it that way. I didn't tell him. He's going to listen to this podcast and find out. But I purposely had him do that so I wouldn't feel guilty. And I'm guessing probably after the first time you go on retreat, you're probably not going to feel guilty again. It's usually just the first time. After that, you may miss your family. But I personally didn't experience that much guilt because I understood how important it was. Okay, so here's my secret to having your kids on board. Because for the family, you're feeling guilty, but for them, it's actually pretty exciting. Mom's away, and they're having their own little mini retreat. So when my kids say to me, oh, I'm so sad you're going to be going, I tell them, I say to them, don't have too much fun while I'm gone. And they start laughing. They just giggle away because I'm the parent who limits TV who limits computers, who does all the limiting. So when I say to them, now don't have too much fun, (laughs) they start thinking about all the things they're going to do while I'm gone. And that makes it very exciting for them. And I want to warn you that you may be surprised at how well things go while you're gone. (laughs) I was actually a little ticked off the first time at how smoothly things went. I expected them to like have a few problems but things actually went so well. And then when I came home the first time, my husband told me he found a better way to do something. And I was like, huh? (laughs) How dare you, right? But then I realized it's actually really healthy for the family if I go away. So it could show them they can manage without me. They could find even better ways of doing things. It's really good. And if you're still feeling resistance from your kids, I just tell them, I say, listen, mommies need to take time off. And it's a good example for them. I tell them when you're a mommy, you need to do the same thing because you work really hard and you need a break. And you know what? I feel like that may be the biggest gift of all that I'm showing my girls. I'm not just telling them, I'm showing them 
mommies need a break and they need to take care of themselves. And that is a gift. So I am wishing you so much joy on your retreat. I hope it's as life-changing for you as it was for me. I hope you feel nourished and you come home feeling refreshed and invigorated. But most importantly, I hope after listening to this, that you now feel that a retreat is possible. I do have a request for you before you go. I would absolutely adore if you could leave me a review on iTunes. You wouldn't believe how big of a difference these reviews make. I would appreciate it so much because you know we have this message to send to other moms. They need to know this stuff. And by leaving a review, I know you've heard this on other podcasts, but Apple puts them out more and more people can find this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thank you.